Shut up and sit down. Hi. How you doing? Welcome to another vocalization of Paraprobe. How do you like that? <laughs> Did not say addition. I said vocalization. It's still the wrong word. I'm going to just keep throwing out things sporadically. <laughs> um, so anyway, so welcome to another show of Paraprobe. It is Saturday, November 5th. Why can't you say episode like everybody else? Because it's boring. It's the common term, bro. Welcome to another episode of Paraprobe. <laughs> I'm your host, Chance. A jerk. <laughs> Co-hosted by Jesse, I like to say stupid stuff, L. You like that I say stupid stuff. It's what makes the show. You got a haircut. Did I? It looks it like It was like it. weeks ago, bro. Really? Yeah. Man, I really got to quit doing acid when I come in here. All right, so. <laughs> Shrooms. All right, so. uh dosing. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to be giving actually a couple of shout outs out on air today too, because I had a really good time, uh, here last weekend. It was on, uh, when was it? Sunday. Um, uh, we were checking out some new digs for our, uh, our uncensored show. And after I got done with all that, I started roaming around the area. I don't want to actually say where we're located at, uh, with the new place because, um, stalkers and stuff. <laughs> So, anywho, uh, we were walking around, uh, me and the wife, and we went into Hoots over in St. Pete. Hoots? Hoots. It's at uh, 204 First Avenue North in St. Pete. Uh, we went there and grabbed some lunch. I'm telling you, man, the food was really, really good. Great service. It was very quick. Didn't take long at all to get the food. So, tell me about Hoots. Hoots is awesome. Where did it come from? What is it? It's a business. It sells food. I ain't never heard of it. I'm, I'm gonna keep dragging this out with you because you like to do this to me, so I'm gonna just drag it out and <laughs> aggravate you. No, uh, actually, Hoots, Hoots is kind of like a miniaturized Hooters. You know, they sell like wings. You know, that's like one of their specialties that they do, and they're really, really freaking good. And it's it's kind of like um, I, I, the best way to describe it would be like if you took a Hooters and turned it into like a a like a kiosk. It's like a really small restaurant. I mean, like you could fit maybe. 15 people maybe in the restaurant, but they also have sidewalk seating and all that. And it's in a very beautiful location over there in St. Pete. So I highly recommend go there. Uh, the food was great. Great, you know, time being there. Uh, the staff's super friendly, really quick service. And I got recognized. <laughs> Is everything miniaturized? No. I just had an idea. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> did just, you not put your phone on silent? Uh, my phone was on silent. That's actually my tablet that did that. So, yeah, I got to turn the volume down. Uh, anyhow, so, yeah, we had a good time getting there, and uh, somebody actually recognized me. I was inside, and a guy was like, man, your voice sounds really familiar. And I'm like, really? And he's <laughs> like, yeah. I do porn. And yeah, I told him that, and he didn't believe me. Um, <laughs> so I moved on and said, you know, I do, I do radio. And he's like, oh, really? You know, what show? And I said, Paraprobe. And I didn't even tell the guy my name, and he goes, are you Chance? And I'm like, yeah. So he actually knew who Look I was. Look at that recognition. It's, yeah. So the guy's a actual faithful listener of our show, maybe listening right now. Faithful. Uh, I believe his name was Mike. And uh, so, hey, shout out to hey, Mike. Hey, Mike. Yep. So we had a really good time with that. Um, <clears throat> I want to give a shout out to Buck a Day Storage over in Ruskin. And the reason why I'm giving them a shout out because they, they have all this crap. <laughs> no, they had all of our crap for like the last two years. And, uh, you know, we've been moving for the last few weeks and everything. And they, they did. It took phenomenal care of all of our stuff. You know, it's in a great location, plenty of room. So if you're over in the Ruskin area and they're really cheap, too, if you're looking for storage for like a boat, camper, anything of that nature, um, they have all this outdoor areas out there. And he's got plenty of room. It's a huge property. And so, definitely, if you're over in Ruskin area, you know, check out Buck a Day Storage, like Tampa Bay Bucks, Buck a Day Storage. So, there, I'm done with my shout outs on that. Are you? Yeah. Are you really? And then with my camper. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I like your idea. So, now I had a uh, childhood. Ta da. <laughs> no, <laughs> okay. we. Where's so this going? <laughs> at, at one point, we lived in the camper when I was growing up. Okay. And it's super smart. It's, it's, 
the tiny home movement has come so far yeah. and come so full circle that like can't living in a camper affordable mm-hmm. is small you don't need all kinds of crap you get real minimalist and yeah. you save a ton of money and i think a what you're doing is money. genius man yeah man we are, we're only doing it for one year we got a set goal for one year by the end of the year we'll definitely have way more than enough money to drop down like on a new house and actually afford to pay for the whole move the whole nine yards and it's uh yeah it, we're saving a bunch of money and not to mention in fact it's in a really quiet peaceful area it's nice you know, and, and our camper is not a cheap camper. It's a brand new camper, and it's got everything. It has AC, you know, stove, TV, satellite. It has everything. Uh, bathroom. That was probably one of the more common questions that got asked by people. Does it have a bathroom? Yeah, it's got a bathroom. Regular flushing toilet, shower, the whole nine yards. Yeah, no, he offered it up to us and was like, hey, you want to go camping with us? I didn't feel like being outclassed, you know, while I'm out in my tent, my little solar panels and stuff. <laughs> got to go pee on a tree. Yeah. Hey. Now, now you don't have to. You actually got a bathroom to go pee. Yeah, and, and just uh, knock on your door at midnight and be like, yo. And, I, and, and I'm looking at now, um, I already came up with a design and putting a deck on the front. Really? Yeah. And, uh, you know, Stephanie was looking at it, you know, my wife, and she was like, man, you know, that's a big deck. And I'm like, I, I agree, it's a really big deck. <laughs> you know, and she was telling me, she's like, you know what, I have been around for a long time and i've been on many many decks and that deck is probably the biggest i've ever seen so she was telling me my deck is definitely the biggest um if you want and and also too you know you have to remember we live in florida if you want to take care of you know a big deck like that you got to make sure with that much wood you got to keep it oiled (coughs) all right you got to keep that much wood you got to keep it oiled because it's florida it gets dry and and when it gets dry, it you know, bad things happen. It cracks. Why are you laughing? Well, anyways, so yeah, I got this really big deck. That That's I'm a really to, good bet, buddy. That is a really good bet. I'm like proud. That? I'm kind of proud right now. You like that? <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. All uh, right. So uh, so moving on to some other stuff too. So Paraprobe, we need to we need to put this out there, and I'm gonna be serious for a moment. Right now, we're trying to get this show to stay on air. And we need your help. We need it. We really need your help. So, if you want to keep Paraprobe on air, make sure you find us on all of our social media accounts and share it. Make sure that you go to iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast shows. We might even be on OnlyFans one day. We don't know yet, but we're working on it. Make sure. Yeah. Make sure you listen to our shows. You follow them. All right. Last week, we had a child in here that needed to be adopted to save this show. Unfortunately, CPS said we couldn't do that anymore. So we can't do that. But we now have this baby seal. This baby seal in the corner. The only way it can get fish to survive, because it will starve to death if you don't follow this show. Make sure with Paraprobe that you reach out with everything you have. You know, you know, we want to, we want to be real with you. We want to expo- you know, expose how we are. And Lord knows Paraprobe likes exposing itself. We want you to know our hearts. We need you to save this show. And we need you to make sure you go to iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast shows. Make sure you follow it. Follow it like a stalker. Follow us. Be our stalker. And make sure you save Paraprobe. And follow on all our social media accounts, too. And try to save the baby seal. That's all I got. Okay. Okay. I'm learning to live with it. Okay. It's not that terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. On our social media, I had uh, Nicole and Mark. And uh, Nicole's an old friend of mine. And she, she said her and Mark were driving back from, from, I think, Houston, Texas, and they were listening to all of our shows. And she said when she got to the one where I was doing the Sarah McLaughlin bit with the, with the child in the corner, she was literally crying while driving the car, trying not to wreck. She said she was laughing so hard. And she even commented on her social media account. She's like, where can we adopt this child? <laughs> yeah. Somebody's got to get that child out of here. Somebody has to. Yep. And the seal. And, and the baby seal. Yeah. Now the seal. Yeah. It's taking up a lot of room. Yep. So. So baby seals are really not that small. 
No, they're huge. Yeah. Huge. Yeah, and they're they're like puppies of the sea, too. I always thought that huge from that commercial was a bit, but I had the pleasure of working with a uh, a guy from Brooklyn, mm-hmm. and crap you not, he says huge all the time. He doesn't say oh, yeah. huge. Yeah. He says huge, and I crack up every time. I don't yeah. know. If you're listening, boss man, um, <laughs> that's why I'm laughing. <laughs> I don't know why I'm having this brain fart, but I cannot remember the guy who's on the radio who, who keeps saying that all the time. I the know guy he, from, like, Loki Nissan or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is and, it Loki? Uh, er, yeah, I think it's Loki. Or not Loki. Loki, but Loki. Um, Loki? Yeah, Loki. Loki Nissan. Like the god of mischief? Rolling in my six foe. Um, <laughs> ah. oh, is that that has a lot of cussing in it? Oh, yeah, we're not nice. putting that on. No, 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 <laughs> it's no. Unfortunate. This show will be over real quick. The seal will die. <laughs> so, uh, anyways, so one of the things we we're jumping on, one of the stories we noticed recently in the news, it's really picked up a lot of steam, is that in Idaho, for this year alone, has had over forty-three individual sightings of UFOs. Really? Yeah. And they mean, I don't know why, keeping it on the very down low, not putting it out there public. It's strange. So either the potatoes are really, really good this year, or or we have some uh, military stuff going on. Something. Or it could be actual UFOs. Nah, 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 nah. I don't know, man. I can't I can't get behind it. I don't, aliens ain't visiting us. Nah. If they are, they're teasing us. Like, hey, nah, nah, Dude, nah, if nah, aliens nah, nah. are visiting us, they give up on us, I guarantee. Yeah, they're probably I, I, terrified. You know what? They probably came and, and, like, okay, like, all the reported, like, you know, historical UFO events that happened, like, in the 50s and 60s, those were probably real. Okay? Mm, Just yeah. for argument's sake. That was all they needed to find out we're not worth it. They left. The 50s and 60s, we were going, like, I don't know Even what's been going the on. Even the 40s, for the, like Roswell, you know? Like, I don't know what the last hundred years mm-hmm. in America we've been going through some mess. We, yes, we, we have. We we need to. We haven't got our crap together yet. I yeah. mean, it's been almost a century. Let's get our crap together so the aliens will hang out with us and maybe give us some of that technology. Because I really want my hoverboard. It is 2023, and I do not have a hoverboard. Or those like super cool like lace up Nikes like self lacing. They had those. Yeah, but they suck. I want the light up ones yeah. that like have rocket boosters in it or something. I want. I want. I want I want some, like... All the stuff we saw as a kid that yeah. was supposed to be in our future now. I want my DeLorean to, like, go time traveling because, like, my kid really likes dinosaurs. Prime, prime <laughs> example. They want flying cars, right? Yeah. We, have, we do have flying cars, but they're prop jobs, you know. Yeah, they don't no, really look not, like a car. Like... No, we're talking about, like, the full-on, the tires rotate underneath, like mm-hmm. the DeLorean and Back to the Future hovers off the ground and flies. That's what we want. Yes. Man. And Mr. Fusion... I want Mr. Fusion. Yeah. I don't want to hear about solar panels. I don't want to hear about wind turbines. I don't want to hear about, you know, hydroelectrics. No, 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 no. Yeah. I want Mr. Fusion. Mm-hmm. Take care of that. I want my nuclear out. reactor in my backyard. Yeah. Yep. I mean, how cool would that be? We would literally be all self-sufficient. Yep. We wouldn't have to worry about, like, rolling blackouts like they do in California when they regulate the power or anything. Mm-hmm. And you wouldn't have an energy crisis. Nope. Gas? Gas would be like 98 cents a gallon because we don't need it to produce energy anymore. True. Very true. All the boats and all the, like, everything out there put a Mr. Fusion on it. Yeah. Because, okay, at the end of the day, with, okay, back in Marvel Universe, Iron Man, okay? Mm-hmm. If you look at, like, the, from the first movie on, the, you know, the, the arc reactor he has in his chest, that's what it is. It's fusion energy arc reactor that he was turning into clean energy because remember and it was in the uh, avengers when yeah i think it was the very first yeah, he avengers. had like palladium poisoning or something uh-huh. well i'm talking no 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 that was iron man 2 i'm talking about the actual avengers movie the first one avengers um when they first all got together but in the very beginning scene before you know when tony stark was like under the ocean and he was like you know welding this you know big pipe together underneath the water and all that because of all the wires he had running and everything it was running from his arc reactor he created that was now like powering the Avengers building, you know, or actually Stark Towers. And so, yeah, you, ha- I mean, you got to imagine, in reality, that one arc reactor in real life, you know, an actual fusion, you know, the whole deal here. And make this simple for people to understand. A nuclear power plant, <laughs> make this simple. 
one nuclear power plant can literally provide the power for like an entire city. All right. If you look at like our, a lot of our like nuclear subs, um, even some of our aircraft carriers are actually nuclear powered. Those things can be sitting off the coast, literally one aircraft carrier. And I'm not going to designate which one. There's one certain one that can sit off the coast of Florida and power all of Tampa really? for about 5,000 years. See, the only issue with our current nuclear power would be keeping it cool. Like, we have a lot of nuclear waste, yeah. and it, it it does a little bit of damage. A little bit. It can do a lot of damage to the environment. <laughs> yeah, it can do a lot if you do it wrong. But yeah. I, I want to... I want to see it revamped. I want it, I want more investment in nuclear energy because I want to see it perfected. Because well, if we did perfect it, we'd yeah. be good. Because like everybody's talking about going to solar power and all that. Okay, here's the reality of it. Solar power, yes, actually very smart. Yes. It, it's very, very helpful. It's very clean. It does take care of you know like people getting solar on their homes, stuff like that. It is a, a smart idea. It's a wonderful idea to do. Can we make the entire U.S. solar powered? 100%. No. No. And here's why. We don't have the material. We don't have the material to make everything completely solar-powered. And I'm talking about 100%. Not talking about the and assisted it won't be reliable. electricity. Yeah, we're talking about 100%. It won't be reliable. Number two, those panels actually build radiation because they're pulling in radiation. Okay. Now, the thing is, they're very minimal, very safe amount. It's like typical radiation. It's not harmful to anybody. Okay. Now, if we made everything around the entire U.S., every building, every city, everything else... We would glow? Nah, I wouldn't say glow, but I guarantee our temperature would probably be rising a little bit in those areas, especially in cities. Because you take, like, say, a 15-story building, right? Mm -hmm. You want to make that thing 100% solar. Do you know how many panels you would need to power that building? All of them. (laughs) Yeah, all of them. (laughs) For lack of a better term, you're absolutely correct. So... I saw a thing a while back, and I don't know if they've actually perfected it or if it was just a concept or if it was just some BS that I saw. Mm-hmm. But they have windows that act as solar panels almost mm-hmm. that generate electricity with the solar energy they like hit, get hit with. Mm-hmm. Did you really just look at your watch for a tweet from Elon Musk? It, I felt my watch vibrate, and I was just double-checking to make sure I didn't have an emergency message coming through or something, too. Yeah. So let's talk about that real quick. Elon Musk took over <laughs> Twitter. I mean, and he's like laying off, like, I think it was 37,000 people. Yes, 37,000, which is 50% of their workforce for Jesus. Twitter. Yeah. So, and he gave all of them three months severance. Really? Yeah. But now they're doing a class action lawsuit because of in California where the Twitter headquarters is located that you have to give due notice. I think it's like 60 days prior to a layoff. You have to give them 60 days notice. See, there, there's too much of a weird shakeup going on there. I yeah. mean, it, but he wound up giving them more money than what's required for their typical severance, it, or if that's even if they get severance, I don't know. But he gave them three months worth. So they basically he tried to pay them off, and they said no, we're gonna yeah, try to, basically yeah. I mean, the company was losing like four million dollars a day. Is yeah, what Twitter is currently losing. Yeah, and so he stepped in, said, well, we cut the cut, we cut this force back. It's going to see that four million we're losing a day. But he, he still turned around and gave them three months severance pay, you know, for each 37,000 people. Wow, That's a lot of money, Jack. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of money, Powerball. 1.6 billion. 1.6 billion. Cash out right now is seven after taxes for Florida, at least. I can't, all the other states are really screw you, but Florida is pretty good about it. Um, cash out is $785.2 million. Wow. I'd take a vacation. Permanently. Yeah. <laughs> to the day I die. <laughs> to put that in perspective for some people who really don't understand. Okay. We all know that's a lot of money. We all know that. that That's just common knowledge. Okay. But to put in perspective on how much money you really actually have, put it this way. You could spend $1 million a year for 785 years before you ran out of money. Jesus. That's insane. A million dollars a day for over two years. Yeah, for over two years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, a million dollars a day for over two years. That's that's just 
Yeah. Challenge accepted. Challenge accepted. <laughs> <laughs> give me the money. We're going to give it a shot and see what happens. Yep. Uh, you see the show get really big really quick. Um, we started getting paid, even if it was by us. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Dude, I am not going to lie in the least. If I was to hit that Powerball, we're done working. I will make sure that we're taken care of, and we'll just do the show every week. That's what we do. It would be for fun. We would do this and our new uncensored show that we're getting ready to do. At the same time. At the same time. Yep. Yep. And, Yeah. You got, oh my god. I don't we care would if buy our a show slot on HBO. <laughs> Dude, I don't even care if our show absolutely sucked and we did it drunk as hell every week. I would still put our billboards up everywhere just so people saw our faces every day. I think if we did it drunk, it would be more entertaining. Probably. Because, I mean, I. We couldn't do this show. Not this one. No, not on air. Especially we would, uncensored. Yeah, if we did it drunk and uncensored, yeah. I think there would be some things that would come out mouths that would be. Yep. Yeah, I'll think we're. Mm-mm. Yeah, we have a, we have a couple of uncensored shows coming out. It's not just ours, but another one that we're helping produce too for someone else. And uh, yeah. we're not gonna get into details until That's we officially release everything. Now, however, uh, do want to throw this out? Coming up in Third. just a couple weeks on the nineteenth, Saturday the nineteenth, we are actually gonna have Mister Aaron Thompson from Twenty Eight Days Haunted on Netflix. That's He's gonna be coming on our show. We're gonna interview him. I watched it. You know, the, all the, it's, it's an episodic show. So I watched all the episodes. Holy crap. Yeah. Okay. First off, I, I'm not going to give away too no, much. No, don't. Because a lot of it, I want to, yeah, yeah. A lot of <laughs> it is going to be me asking him about why did this happen? But I will say this. There's a couple things of evidence I saw mm-hmm. that was like outstanding, really cool. Okay. Uh, for haunts, because obviously 28 Days Haunted. What it is, is, and this I can say because it's out there public knowledge, the basis of it is off of Ed and Lorraine Warren, who said that if you're going to investigate a haunting, you can't do it just one night. Yeah. You know, And so what they would do, they said usually, typically, when you're coming up on the 28th day in a row, is when you'll start establishing a pattern or seeing you know whatever's going on that may be paranormal or absolutely nothing and say, yeah, it's not paranormal. We've been here for 28 days now, and nothing happened. Yeah. So... I'm down. I see. I'm down for that. Yeah. I would do a twenty-eight fourteen like he used to do on the boats with haunts. Oh, absolutely. As long as somebody paid me. <laughs> I, I would. St- you give me the most haunted place in the world and say, yeah, nobody's brave enough to stay the night there. I'll go stay, no problem. As long as you pay. Yeah, as long as you pay. And I want to see what just be. Well, it's also because I'm also a twisted individual. I just want to see what would happen. So. Mm, yeah, yeah, fair enough. I, uh, I, I had to think that through. <laughs> I think they would have to take like one of the most haunted locations in the world, take you and I in there, and lock us in for like 48 hours. And you know what would happen? Nothing. Take a nap? Yep. We would probably come walking out and be like, nothing happened. Just as long as we at least got food in a bathroom. Yeah, food, bathroom. Yeah. Mm, smokes, a little bit of bourbon. I'm good. No, nah, I don't want to be drunk while we're investigating because that No, can... I don't want to be drunk either. I want to relax. Oh, you're talking about like when you go to bed at night? Yeah. Oh, okay. A nightcap, yeah. bro. Okay. Why do you think I... How do you think I sleep? Otherwise, I... This don't stop. My brain does not stop. Oh, I already know that. I can't shut it down. Yeah. I tried. I had for a while. Um, I've lost control of it, and it's your fault. Ever well, since we started doing this show, it's your fault. Well, the reality of it is we both kind of have ADD. Well, I, I don't want to say kind of. There is no kind of about no. it. Yeah, we b- definitely both have ADD. Like, let's say that I hit the Powerball, right? We've already had these talks. You know that I'd take care of you. All right? But the thing is, like, we both agreed, though. Even if we had that much money and never would ever have to work again if we didn't want to, we would still be doing the show. We would be doing yeah. something because we'd have to stay occupied. If not, I'm going to wind up wearing orange. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to do something really stupid and wind up in jail. That's what will happen. If I had that much free time on my hands, I will definitely do something stupid. Eventually. It's not an if, it's a win. He'd wind up on TV one way or another. (laughs) I mean, but seriously, though, that's legit. Because, I mean, you and I, unfortunately, are – we get bored easy. And we're always looking for that next kind of dopamine hit. Yeah, exactly. And we have to do something for it. You and I on a boat. You are right. You are very right about that. We have an addiction to getting into stuff. Yes. Hence why we do radio, too. 
it's it, like some people are addicted to drugs, some people are addicted to alcohol because they get that certain hit from it, you know, that makes them happy or whatever the case may be. For you and I, ours is mischief. Mischief, mischief is what makes us happy. I wouldn't necessarily call it mischief. Well, in a fun way. Yeah. We're cheeky. Yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah, I can get down with that. That yeah. works. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. But we also have this constant always wanting to know things, too. We have a natural curiosity about us, hence why we talk about such weird subjects, too. Yeah. Well, speaking of curiosity, a lady said something to me today, and it got me really curious. And uh, I want a rabbit hole with you. I want to do a live rabbit hole. All right. So this lady, she was talking to me about life and the afterlife. Mm Mm-hmm. And she said that this life... Is like you're in mommy's womb. You're learning. You're 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 growing, and when you die, you're birthed into your new existence. That's pretty heavy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah that's pretty. Talking heavy. about getting the gears turning. Well, it, now that you bring that up, you know what? We're going to talk about UFOs, but you know what? We're always good at our ADD and turning on a dime. Forget the UFOs. Follow right. dopamine, brother. So, here's the thing. <laughs> there are a lot of people who actually believe that us being in heaven, or not heaven, sorry, us being on earth right now is actually our purgatory before we go to either heaven or hell. Oh, I can definitely see that. So we may have already had like a past life, hence why people have some of these past life visions and regressions and all that. Some people who wind up you know, having the deja vu moments and all that happening to them is probably because they lived in the past, they died. And we're all now here in purgatory, hence why our lives are not perfect, okay? This is our test now. After we leave from here, it's the determination if we go to heaven or hell. So what that's basically saying is in in our existence right now, to us, this is our first time ever being alive, period, right? We're, you know, just been born, you know, and we're living our first life. Apparently, no. This is actually our second. We've already died. This is purgatory. And this is where we have all these challenges tossed at us to see how we react to see if whether or not we make it to heaven or hell. So this is, instead of being, this being our, like, development stage, you're saying this is, like, our uh, our test. We've already, this, been to, we've already been to the class. We're taking a test. And mm-hmm. if we pass it, we go to heaven. If we fail it, we go to hell. You got it. Hmm. But either way, even if that's wrong, and this is our first time out of the box. First time? Yeah. It, we're still, you know, getting judged at the end, you know, when you pass on. So. Yeah. Yeah. No. Now, I, I, I definitely, look, man, I have this, everything, what comes around goes around. Mm-hmm. I believe that there will be justice at some point in time. Oh, I'm a firm believer in karma, Jack. Come hell or One high water. Yep. I mean, so, like, the great white throne judgment appeals to me. Like, I, I'm right, wrong, or indifferent, whether anybody believes it or not, you know, I, I see. I am comforted by that, even if I do go to hell. Like, <laughs> here's the thing that people have to realize. If you continuously do wrong in your life, and we're talking excluding, completely kicking religion completely out of this, just basic psychology, if you do a lot of wrong in your life, it will catch up to you. It will. There will be a karma, a, a karmic effect that will happen because you're setting a pattern. You're now setting forth different things to happen that will, you know, let's say you're a constant liar. All those lies that you've told is It'll like scattering paper everywhere. And then the wind's blowing and they're going everywhere. And people are picking those pieces up randomly all over the place. And sooner or later, you'll come across a person that will know what you said was a lie. Mm-hmm. And the lie is going to come back on you, and they're going to point it out. It may not be today, may not be tomorrow, may not be next month, next year. It could be years down the road. It'll happen. People you have screwed over, it will come back to you eventually. Think about people who go out there and they don't pay their bills, right? They mm-hmm. just run up credit cards and just throw them away, and they're like, whatever. Well, eventually your credit drops, and it winds up putting you in really bad positions in life where you can't get a car, can't get it, you know, into a house, stuff like that. Uh, even some rental properties, if you want to get rent, you know, pay rent, not even buying the house, just renting. Some of them, if you don't have the credit, you can't be there. Phones. Phones. There Opening a bank account. Yeah. They they check your credit now to open a bank account? Yeah. 
What? Yeah. Like so, that, that just drives me crazy. Yeah. So the point being is like no matter what you're doing in your life, it will come full circle and back on you eventually. Um, and sometimes it might be just you. It might be you being your own punishment. It might be you sitting back one day going, God, I wish I never do, you know, did that. And those moments will haunt you for the rest of your days. Wow. See, that. That's what I'm saying. Karma always wins in the end, no matter what. Karma has GPS. It knows right where you are at all times. I feel like I am my biggest punisher. Cause like you you've seen it happen. You've seen oh, yeah. me kind of spiral a couple of times. I mean we've we've been friends long enough. You've most seen it of happen. your wounds that you have are self inflicted. Yeah, and I'm I, talking about mental, not physical. Yeah, it just I am so hard on myself when I do things, mm-hmm. and it, it's it's detrimental. It is really anybody that's ever like spent long periods of time with me mm-hmm. know that I'm like my own worst enemy and I beat myself up worse than anybody else can. And I mm-hmm. know it too. I know it too. And it sucks. Cause like I can't stop it, but like I have this heavy sense of justice or heavy sense of like right and wrong. Yeah. And I'm finally like 40 years, almost yeah. almost 40 years. And I'm finally learning like there's gray areas and stuff. Yes. You know? There it's absolutely just... is gray areas. <laughs> yeah. It, it, well, flip side of the coin. Think okay. about this. Serial killer, right? Let's say any serial killer killed like 100 people. They're in prison. They're getting ready to get the death sentence, all right? I promise you, seconds before they die, they know it's coming. And seconds before they die, no matter how callous, cold, miserable person they were, you know, murderous, you know, didn't have any emotions or feelings, this, that, and the other, and blah, blah, blah promise you those last few seconds right before they die they're wondering am i going to hell promise you they are oh yeah 100%. i don't care if they absolutely do not believe in religion whatsoever the thought crosses every individual's mind mm-hmm. sometime or another in their lifetime yeah no i mean like those stories we read about about people dying like the yeah. one guy that was like oh crap oh crap no yeah. you know he was saying F you and this, that, and the other all the way to the end, yeah. spitting just straight venom Because even the worst serial killer on the planet knows they're a bad person at the end of the day. Oh, yeah. They're conscious of it. They know. Yeah. They may not be able to control what they do, you know, but, you know, they, they act on impulse. But they know they're bad. They know they're not right. They know they're not normal. All right? And with, like I said, with that being said, that is in your subconscious. And right before you die, it's amazing how when you talk to, like, a lot of doctors and physicians... How a lot of people have these, you know, epiphanies right before they die. A lot of things come to light and, you know, bearing on them in like the last, like, you know, couple of days before their death or even the last month before their death, times like that. And sometimes these people have, you know, like I said, the serial killer has zero guilt in his time because he's got to be the serial killer. He's cold. He's calculated. Tough guy. Mm-hmm. You know, but right at the last end, you can't tell me that it doesn't cross the mind. And that's the last thought you have. That's hell. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Karma wins in the end every single time. Yeah. So, that being said, mm-hmm. what do you think? Is there life after death? I think so. Or is this like, is this our trial run and then we go up to the real thing? Is this our test and find out where we go? No, nah, I believe this is our our first time around and i do believe in life after death and the reason why i believe in life after death is not based solely on just religion because of going to church stuff like that when i was younger and everything a lot of it also has to just do with doing paranormal investigations and hauntings and seeing the things that i've seen and heard the things that i've heard i don't want to say that they're ghosts okay this is the thing that i try to clarify to people before yes we investigate hauntings but haunting is the only word we use because we don't have any other word to use for what we're experiencing and seeing all right. So haunting is just the word that we use to say to give everybody a rough idea. We're going to a house because weird stuff happens here, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And there may be, for lack of a better term, a ghost. So we're going to go check it out and see what's going on. Now, in those situations, like we said before in the past on the show, it could be completely nothing is happening. It's overactive imagination. Uh, it could be just there are things happening, but there's scientific, reasonable explanations. And then there's some ones that we come across you just don't have anything and you can't get an answer and those start leading into the paranormal. See, I feel like with hauntings and stuff like that, 
I feel like science just hasn't caught up to it. Yeah. And I feel mainly because there's not enough interest into it. Like uh, Avi Loeb. Avi Loeb is yeah. leading like the expectation of aliens, basically. Yeah. You know, for the country now. Yeah. And they're actually looking for technology in space that's not ours. There's finally some interest in that. Yeah. But as far as like paranormal activity here on Earth, there's not much interest in it. it it's all mostly entertainment value, and a lot of that I feel like personally because I've seen the shows. Yeah. You've seen the shows. I feel like a lot of that's blown out of proportion just for entertainment value, and that's all it is to people now. It's yeah. not even like a scientific interest where – we should be looking at it from a scientific perspective. Mm-hmm. And it, this is why I'm a pain in the butt on investigations, because... Yeah. And that, that's the reason why I like, like you. I'm, you already know me. I'm a very diehard skeptic every time I go to a haunt to investigate. Because reality is that 99% of the time, it's nothing. It is. You know? But at the same time, because the fact that I have really experienced insane things in my lifetime that made me question if whether or not there is life after death has led me into doing those things and doing those investigations to find an answer. And for me, mine is a combination of two things. And I'm not going to lie. I'm being honest with the, with the public right now. A lot of it is for fun. I'm not going to lie. It's fun doing an investigation. Yeah. When you got the camaraderie of a good team put together that knows what they're doing, you're investigating these really creepy places. I mean, it's kind of like, imagine like when you were a kid and you go to Walt Disney World and you go to the Haunted Mansion. Obviously, it's not haunted, but you get the point. It's, it's entertainment. It's fun to you as a kid. This is a big boy's version of the Haunted Mansion. And it's almost like... We're just looking to see if it's real. <laughs> Once again, we're following the dopamine. And yeah. if something scares the absolute dog crap out of you, guess what? There's more dopamine, you know. Dude, there's that adrenaline rush. That yeah. is a bonus. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Dude, I've been walls... chased by a hog. All right, <laughs> I literally. Really, yeah, you've said, you told yeah. that story. <laughs> yeah, so that's one of those situations where it's like, when it was done and over, you ever do that nervous laugh where you're just laughing because you're like, you have nothing else left. Yeah, nothing's <laughs> left. All you can do is just laugh. Yeah, when it was over, there was that laugh, that that from the gut laugh, hard, almost fall down to the point where you're laughing so hard you're not making a sound. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of laugh. Yeah, but that's what makes it worth it. It was worth aside it. from hundred percent. Aside from potentially finding evidence of a life after death, b transdimensional whatever, or c yeah. like legit like demonic activities. Yeah. I mean, just yeah, whatever. And me, I'm. I have just seen and done so much in my life that I, I want to see the, the, the insanity. I want to see the craziness. I want to see something the unusual. New. People want something new. Yeah. I want to see something that you look at and go, holy crap. When you can actually start the sentence and say, nobody's ever going to believe this, you had a great experience. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I look for. I look for that, holy crap, nobody's ever going to believe this. That's the ones that I love. And uh, I've experienced, you know, a handful, literally, in, in over 20 years of investigating, maybe five times in my whole life. I've experienced that. Nobody will ever believe this moment. Yeah, I haven't had that yet. Yeah. I need it. I need it. Yeah. But once again, like I said, you know, I mean, putting it out there and being real about hauntings and everything else. I'm not saying that hauntings are fake and the people on TV are being fake and all that. No, that's not what we're saying. We're not bashing anybody. But what we're just saying is we just don't know, like... Is this actually a just reoccurring phenomenon that's actually scientifically explained? It's it's not a what you would perceive as a haunt or a ghost, you know, or is this actually a ghost? Is it life is there life after death? And if so, if there's life after death, shouldn't we be being judged and being sent to either heaven or hell? Why why are the ghosts on the planet? See, and that's has been explored in a couple books. What was it? It was uh was it Tell of the Body Thief, I think it was? Or mm-hmm. was it Mim Knock the Devil? I don't know. It was it was Anne Rice book, part of her um, series with Lestat and all that. Read it way too long ago. Mm-hmm. But um, there was one part where dude lost his body. Yep. And he was, like, up in the ether with all these other ghosts and stuff, like, chilling. And, like, there's some that are freaking out, wailing and screaming. And then there's some that are, like, just haunting people. There's others that are just trying to figure out where the heck they're at. And yeah. You know, it it could be like that because the apocalypse hasn't happened yet. Well, yeah, because <laughs> according to the Bible, now according to the Bible, there should be no ghosts on earth. None. 
Everything that we're witnessing and seeing out there is actually demonic activity to confuse mankind, to steer you away from, from heaven. And here's what they mean by that. According to the Bible, when you die, you go into forever sleep. All right. Now that forever sleep for you will be instantaneous. Mm -hmm. And what that is, is you're sleeping until the day of judgment. When everybody gets pulled to heaven, everybody goes to heaven the first time. Everybody goes to heaven, that's where you get judged. And either you're sent to hell or you stay in heaven once you're judged. There's there's a couple of different Christian differences. Well so what I've read was yeah. um the dead in Christ in Christ mm -hmm. will rise first. And then like after the Mount of Olives is split open, that's where the great white throne judgment will happen. And that's where everybody will be judged and either mm -hmm. Up or down. Yep. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. I mean, there's so many variations on it, but like in some aspects of Christianity, if, if, you know, according to these aspects, that once you die, you go into forever sleep until the day of judgment when all souls get pulled up and that's the day of judgment when yep. everybody gets in line and you, they watch everything you've ever done, thought in your entire life and you get judged. Okay. And hopefully your, your weight, uh, I, I forgot, they use like feathers or something for the weight. And as long as you're weight of good and you believe in Christ and all that, you're supposed to go to heaven. I feel like that's a a, a Roman thing that was yeah. confused with it. Yeah. But like, but if that's the case, though, but like the point <laughs> that I was getting at, if that's the case, then that means everything that everybody's seen out there, they think are ghosts, are not ghosts. So what is it? Demons. Demons. Yeah. So your great aunt Martha, <laughs> she a demon. She's a demon. Or it could be angels. I mean, they're all there too. And which is true. I mean, which is true. Let's be real. I mean, I I have seen a couple of things that nobody will believe. That just it didn't even feel like spooky or like anything that was that big of a deal. Mm -hmm. It was just one of those things where like you caught a glimpse of something, and it wasn't. There's been some that is ugly, you know, you know, like the little things you see out the corner of your eye. Oh yeah, I get what you you're know, saying. It's yeah. it's almost like, and I don't really attribute anything. I think it's an illusion, yeah. but like. I mean, sometimes you, your brain is like, hey, this is this, you know, and gives you a picture of it and, oh, or this is this, you know, and I've seen both like yeah, kind of both sides of the coin out the corners of my eye. Sometimes I think there's something to it. Other times I... You just don't know. Yeah. No, yeah. I, it, it's not even worth it. Yeah. <laughs> and see, and this is the reason why I react the way I do with a lot of paranormal investigators out there, because when I see the egos come out, I'm like, really? You, you hunt things in the dark that might be your imagination. Yeah. And and you have an ego that you're the cool better than other people around you. All right, jump off the soapbox. Oh, I'm not, I'm not even going to get on the soapbox. But <laughs> to me, that is hysterical. That cracks me up. And the point that I love to point out to them is go, you realize that most of America doesn't believe in your stuff, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, and that's what, that yeah. circles back to exactly what I was saying. Yeah. I mean, I feel like there should be more interest in it, at least trying to figure out oh, absolutely. what people are seeing. I mean, there's more interest in UFO activity. Than there is in Ghost. I would rather walk into a room with like four physic majors than four investigators to see what's going on. Because a lot of things that you may see or hear, they might be able to actually explain and go, no, that's actually a common occurrence and this is what causes that, yada, yada, yada. I mean, think about the times like I've been on investigations, I've debunked alleged hauntings of houses. Yeah. I have debunked more than I've ever actually seen for a, a possible haunt. Well, because people let their imaginations run away with them. I mean, oh, it's absolutely. Like, it's like being a little kid. You know, you the monster's under your bed. Mm -hmm. There ain't no monster under your bed. You know, it, there, there's not. Yeah. But then again, there could be. So <laughs> let's check know. it out. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hate doing that. I, I, I don't, I don't do that to my kid. Mm -hmm. But like, it, it, in my mind, I'm like. I could say it like this, but that would be really messed up, and that would freak their kid out, and I'd be in trouble. So, like, I am not gonna lie. I've walked into like Lily's room, and like, you know, her her half brothers, you know, they're all hanging out in the room playing games. It was late at night on the weekend, and I've walked in in a full Michael Myers outfit, and watched <laughs> them all just scream and go into panic mode, scattering like roach, you know, like roaches. But that's just me. Yeah. <laughs> Um, my kiddo. But they grew up around this kind of stuff with me, so the, for them they were used to it. Yeah. So yeah, that's for them it's fun. My kiddo on Halloween mm -hmm. did not care. Walked by a kid in a full on Michael Myers thing, looked up at him, waved, kept on moving. Like so, his favorite thing, and it there was a minion moment. Mm -hmm. There was these guys. There was like four of them dressed up like bananas. 
And it was like, banana, 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 <laughs> banana. <laughs> banana. <laughs> it was the most adorable thing ever. But he doesn't care. He's, he's not He's Dude, not afraid. When we were filming House of Blood, me and John Rusnick, the, the movie that he directed and wrote the whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. And matter of fact, it's going to be on Amazon Prime again. Um, which I got to be in the movie. You got to play a detective in the background, small little part, but I did most of the stunts in the movie and I like, like choreographed the SWAT sequences, stuff like that. Um, anyways, long story short, I was on set, we were filming and I forgot who it was. I think it might have been John was like just kind of recording video of all of us, you know, talking about being on set and everything. We're in, you know, full like tactical gear, all this stuff. And all you see is Lily walk by in the background carrying a leg from the prop department. <laughs> it was like, it looked like it had been like chopped off, you know, all bloody on one end. She was like five, you know, and she was like thinking it was just the coolest looking thing carrying it around. That's why like the, the scary movies, all that stuff now is she's like 15 now, but all that stuff does not scare her because she knows it's fake. She's seen it and grew up with it. So yeah. it was not like a, a, you know, she's desensitized. No, she just knows it's fake. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a whole different experience when your kids see the behind the scenes of everything exactly. instead yeah. of just watching it on TV. Like I was scared to death of Chucky. I still don't like dolls. Anything doll related, I have not seen Annabelle, and I will not see Annabelle. Are you kidding me? Really? I'm not kidding you. Well, I, you know what? I, I can't. I don't mock like. You on that. I don't right. like those doll movies. My grandmother probably still has the room with the dolls in it. I mean, mm-hmm. the dolls are probably still in there. There's just a bunch of other. You know what's so there. crazy is that is like one of the most common fears of people. It's dolls. Yeah. The fake eyes. The glass eyes. Maybe that's it. It's so creepy. Like, it's not even scary. It's just creepy. You get get bad vibes in there. Dude, I have an original, like, 1976 Ronald McDonald doll that I have at the house. Oh, Stephanie will not touch that thing. Mm -mm. She has tried for the longest time to get me to throw it away, and I'm like, no. Sell it. No, I'm keeping it. I like having it around. Bro. Um, Weirdo. Like that's nothing new, but yeah, I, <laughs> I yeah, I, I definitely, I, I totally dig that thing. Um, but you know what's so funny is like you know, and it's true. There are cer- certain movies that have impacts on you psychological, you know, psychologically. Like with you with Chucky, you know, dolls. I get mm-hmm. it. Uh, me, mine was Jaws because my all-time favorite movie. But even you know, my biggest fear is being shark attacked. But you love sharks. I love sharks. You literally went swimming with sharks. Yeah, I like to hit my fears head on. Hit your fears head on. Yep. It's like a baseball bat? Yeah. Fair. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I'm the, you know, but the thing for me, and it really is kind of twisted. I know it is twisted when I say it out loud. But, yes, my biggest fear is being shark attacked. But yet, I love the ocean, will not hesitate to jump off a boat in the middle of the open water and not even think twice and go, you know, diving or swimming or whatever because I just love the water that much. And I do love sharks. I find them very fascinating. Mm Mm-hmm. But my all-time, but I'm not going to lie, the whole time I'm in the water and I'm swimming, it's in the back of my mind. That's yeah, why my wife won't get in the ocean. She she does not like getting in the ocean. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll hop in just like you all day long. Yeah. No problems, whatever, you know. If I get bit, it's meant to be. Yeah, it was meant to be. You know, yep. I'm look, if I get a leg taken off, guess what? I'm getting a wooden leg. My prosthetic is probably going to be carbon fiber like everybody else's, but it's going to be painted to look like wood. I am literally going to be a pirate. Oh, Absolutely. Yes. 100% pirate. Uh, yep. I get the arm taken off. I'm getting a hook. I will seriously start talking like a pirate, too. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I will do nothing but talk like a pirate the whole Dude, time. Dude, every single year, I will be leading the Gasparilla Parade. <laughs> I'll be out there, step, thunk, step, thunk, step, thunk. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, I like the thunk. <laughs> um. Yeah, I definitely get it. I mean, you know what was another movie that actually scared me when I was a kid, though? What's up? I kid you not. Salem's Lot. Really? Yes. When I was a kid, I remember, this is back when, like, cable first came out and was really big. You mm-hmm. know, Showtime, HBO, all that. And Salem's Lot, I think it was on Showtime. And I had to be about maybe, I don't know, probably seven, I guess, somewhere around there. Okay, so my dad was watching it in the living room. It's on the weekend. And, of course, you know, typical kid, I would sneak to my door, my yep. bedroom door open yep. up, and I'd see what they're watching, and I'd try to watch it, too. Right when I open the door, it's the scene where the kid opens the curtain when his best friend who got killed by the vampires and got turned into one is floating outside the window and trying to get him to open the window. So when he opens it, the kid's face vamps out, and he, like, jumps, you know, forward, you know, toward the screen. Yeah. 
mass panic. <laughs> Scream, ran. My dad thought somebody like broke into the house and was trying to kill me. Yeah, and then he realized what happened. I was watching the movie behind him over his shoulder. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done that. Uh, yep. Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Mm-hmm. Uh, the tub scene. Where, like, oh, yeah. Where like the little tendrils come up and like cover. Would not, like I used to take baths when I was getting, from that point forward, I've taken showers. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not sleep easily at all because these things attack in the sleep and stuff. And I was very suspicious of everybody around me because I wasn't sure if they were actually them or An their alien, alien clone. <laughs> <laughs> like I was, I was totally tripped out about it. My biggest fear of all time in horror movies, kid you not, zombies. Because I grew up with the originals, like Night of the Living Dead, yeah. not all the way back then. I wasn't even alive in 68. But, you know, I grew up with the originals, like, you know, the Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, you know, all the, the Return of the Living Dead, Return of the Living Dead 2, you know, all those back in the day, watched all those. Me and my friends were huge horror buffs. I had so many, like, horror movies. I wish to God I had them all still, man, because I guarantee some are probably worth money. I had movie props and stuff. I had like horror posters all over my bedroom walls, completely covered it from top to bottom, all the way around. And uh, I remember one night, I was staying the night at my buddy Chris's house. It was me, uh, Chris, our buddy Steve, and there was uh, my buddy Ron. We were all staying at Chris's house, and he lived on the second story in this apartment complex. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now outside their balcony, like you know, there's you know the balcony runs all the way down, you know, to all the different apartments. So you can walk up like one set of stairs and just walk all the way down to wherever your apartment is. So. We're watching Day of the Dead. It's literally 15 minutes into the beginning of the movie. And it's a scene where the helicopter, which actually was filmed in Sarasota, it's it's landed and the two people get out and they're walking down the street and they're calling to see if anybody needs help. And all of a sudden, all these zombies start coming out slowly. <laughs> and there's one in particular at the very beginning. He walks out and his mouth is all ripped apart. like The, the jaw's gone and his tongue like falls off on the ground while he's walking. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh, my God, like, I'm locked in this movie, like, oh, my God, it's gross, but I can't freak out. The boys are here, can't freak out, right? All of a sudden, I hear, <laughs> and I look outside the window, and all I see is this, like, body walking by, doing the whole, like, leg drag and all this <laughs> yeah. stuff, right? I'm looking at Steve, Steve's looking at me, we tap Chris, all, you know, Ron, we all look at the window, and... There's four boys. We're probably like 12, 13, I guess. We're sitting there just froze solid watching. And I'm just, the only thing I'm thinking is this movie somehow started the zombie apocalypse. We put it on. We cost it. I'm thinking the zombies are real. They're here. There's one at the window getting ready to come in and eat us and kill us it all. It was your dad. No, it was a never coming back drunk. <laughs> Hence the walk. That is the best. The worst part about this was... I had gone to his closet that he had some tools in there because Chris, he was working on this like garden thing in, in the back of the complex there that, that he got permission from like the owners that he wanted to make. Cause he was, he was like you, he likes to grow plants, stuff like that. And he wanted to make this garden thing to like actually grow some real vegetables. I took a shovel out. I was getting ready to clock some drunk dude with a shovel and take this man out because I thought he was a zombie. <laughs> So I found out my kid knows what zombies are, mm-hmm. and he happens to be going through growing pains, you know, like where like their legs hurt and stuff when mm-hmm. they're starting to grow. That sucks. He showed me what a zombie looked like as he's already limping, mm-hmm. and I was crying, crying, <laughs> because here you go. You got this kid trying to do like uh, basically a toddler-like zombie or whatever, but he's dragging his leg perfectly, unintentionally, and I am losing it <laughs> i am laughing way too hard at this because i mean he's literally like the that's awesome the thunk drag thunk drag. i believe it man with jacks absolutely <laughs> i believe it that kid is so smart beyond his age he's he really all is. he's all personality oh absolutely all personality. yep absolutely but you know what that's why one day he'll take over our jobs in radio he'll be the one that'll make millions and be famous and all that watch yeah no he will yep he's he's, he's going to be one of those like famous whatever the next TikTok is going to be. Because, you know, TikTok's going to oh, yeah. phase out in, like, five years, four I give years. it about, yeah, because just like all the other ones, MySpace yeah. was huge, then Facebook came along. Mm-hmm. Facebook just slowly, honestly, is dying. It's oh, slowly yeah. going away. I just read something in a um 
what is it, the, the morning brew or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it, they have leanings and not necessarily great ones, but like even they're like, Meta's dying. Yep. Google's dying. Absolutely. All this, that, and the other. I'm like, oh, yeah. whoa, okay, so it's really bad then. If, if they're saying it, it's really, yeah, Meta's really bad. done. Meta's yeah. done, yeah. And right. Facebook is slowly declining and going down. The only reason why Facebook has lasted so long is people have had it for so long and got so many contacts and friends mm-hmm. on there, on their Facebook pages. It's, it's like having an old phone with old cell numbers. They just don't want to let it go. Exactly. And, I mean, it, it's somewhere where, like, my family is spread out across the United States. You know, mm-hmm. I have family in North Carolina, yep. Ohio, Indiana, Washington State, yep. everywhere. It's somewhere where we can share photos of our children and, you know, exciting things in our lives and yep. people can see it. Yep. When Twitter got started, where they made their smart business move back then was they started playing, you know, they started paying celebrities to come onto Twitter. Really? Yeah. And, uh, and enticing them, you know, to get them to join on or, you know, the next newest, biggest thing. And of course, you know, a lot of, you know, people out there, a lot of celebrities, uh, like in music industry, stuff like that, they have to be trendsetters. They have to be. It's a part of their job. Yeah, you know what I mean? Absolutely. You know, they always have to come up with the next newest thing. So like when Twitter was coming out, we got to do Twitter, right? Then TikTok. I'm starting to see more. It used to be more of a kids thing with TikTok. Yeah. Now it's mostly adults on oh, there yeah. and a absolutely. lot of celebrities are joining it left and right. But what's funny is but like the norm, the normal people mm-hmm. are funnier and like do cooler things than the actual celebrities. Oh, absolutely. People do interesting stuff. Or like, uh, what was that one guy? The military dude that like just goes over the military history. Oh, uh, um, oh god, I can't think of his name now. I don't know, but yeah. he he goes through like every like. Like, he was doing special forces or, like, the Navy SEALs or, like, he did, like, just a straight-up Marine Corps. He did one where he talked about the real gun, you know, yeah. like, different inventions of the military weapons, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, they, the guy does a great job. I mean, there's so many entertaining and informative things on there that I definitely think is going to be around a while longer. Yeah. That's why I said, like, four or five years instead yep. of, like, two. Yep. I mean, because you have other platforms that are, A, monetizing people right off rips. Oh, yeah. And B, they're going to have some new gimmick that is going to be a lot cooler. And the reels, don't get me wrong, like, they're, they're entertaining. And it's in small bites that, like, when you're bored with whatever, whoever you're talking to saying, you can literally flip through and. One of my favorite all time TikTokers that I follow and I love watching his videos is, um, Taco Reacts. He's one of my favorites. He is hilarious. I'll show you some of the videos when we get off air. Okay. The guy's hilarious. Okay, uh, another one, on. it, yeah, another one is Miss Chanel. Um, it's her and her husband, and this woman, she, she needs to have her own TV show, like, <laughs> like tomorrow. She's very entertaining, great at acting because you can tell some of the things she's doing. Obviously, is so over the top. It's acting. Yeah, but it's so freaking funny watching her, and like her husband's like you know always behind her and always kind of being quiet. You know, and she's always like, don't you love me? You know, like, she's hilarious. Like, you'll see some of her videos where she's just being her, you know, like, talking about, like, oh, I'm doing this today, that, and the other. And then you watch these videos of her and her husband, and they're 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 phenomenally funny. Most of the stuff about these, I can't say on air because of yeah. the language. They're hilarious, though. They are hilarious. I'll show some, I'll show some of them to you. Cool. Yeah, that you works. definitely got to follow them. But, uh. Yeah, like there was a thing where they ran for a while for the Miss, Miss Chanel thing that it, it became like a trend where her husband was always standing behind her and being quiet. The people were like commenting, going, blink twice if you're in duress, you know, yeah. stuff like that. And that trended for a while. So they started making it appear that she was holding him hostage, which made it even funnier. <laughs> yeah, I'll show you the videos later. They're, they're great. All right. Well, uh, have a uh, great weekend. Remember, it is daylight savings time. So uh, Yes, during your clock's back an hour. No, don't do anything. Your phone does it all now. Oh, well, that's true. <laughs> so um, Your microwave. Your microwave, you'll have to do yeah, it. Yeah, your microwave, your car. Yeah. You're going to have to figure out how to adjust your clock again on your car. Yeah. Make sure you do that. Or do what uh, I do. I leave it for a year and just do the math. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right, folks, have a happy and safe weekend. Make sure you check us out iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, everywhere. If you want to save this baby seal, make TikTok, sure you go back bro. and listen. All of, our, all of our past shows are out there. It's Paraprobe. One word. P-A-R-A-P-R-O-B-E. Paraprobe. Go find us. See ya.
Bye.